Good evening, Marmy. I'm sorry that I haven't posted in about a week now. Uh, It's been a crazy week, for sure. It is what it is. I'm kind of slacking on all my social media platforms right now, and I apologize for that. Um, By the way, the intro song, oh my god, it speaks to my soul. I absolutely love it. Definitely reminds me of my marriage because we are some bipolar freaking human beings, especially when it comes to each other. But at least the good outweighs the bad. So today I wanted to take the time to kind of go over what I talked about in my live a couple nights ago with my husband because I had a lot of questions about it. And although I feel like we really kind of like gave some really good explanations, I feel like that there are a lot of people, obviously, that um, didn't get to watch or listen and they would absolutely benefit from it, especially because I have a lot of women who um, write me and, uh, you know, ask me for, you know, relationship tips or advice or how me and my husband, you know, can fight and work things out and how we seem so close and how we seem so in sync with each other and, you know, how I can help them maybe understand and realize how to help themselves and help their own relationship so that, you know, you guys can, you know, make it and succeed in the future, hopefully, you know, um, I'm going to start off by saying I'm obviously not a licensed professional. These are just things that have worked for my husband and I in our relationship. And so I'm just going to try and shed some light and maybe try to help because I wish that I would have had that um, in the beginning. (laughs) So um, yeah, here we go. Me and my husband, we have this thing called our uh, 10 relationship commandments, kind of like the Bible, but it's like like our own like little relationship Bible type of thing that we, you know, try to live by and like always look at every day and remind ourselves that, you know, our marriage is important and we are important to each other. Um, We made this, um, let's see, July 29th of 2017. I actually have it posted on my Instagram. Um, This was something that we actually sat down together. We thought about, we typed it up on a computer We printed it out and we signed and dated it. Um, And this is actually before we got married too because we got married in September of 2017. So here we go. This is going to be a little more in depth. Uh, If you feel like hanging out and chilling and listening, um, I feel like you could actually really benefit from it, especially if you feel like your marriage or your relationship with your partner is, uh, you know, not really doing that well, especially during all this quarantine stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's taking a toll on a lot of people. Uh, It definitely affected my marriage in the beginning of all this quarantine too. I can tell you right now, April was absolutely hell. Uh, A little bit of, you know, the end of March and uh, and some of May and then a little bit of uh, this last month has really kind of sucked too, but we're getting over it. We're getting over the hurdles and this is how. So we have rule number one. Thou shall not emotionally cheat mentally or physically, which I mean, this is really like a no-brainer unless, you know, you're a, you know, in a polyamorous relationship, which, you know, that works for some people. Uh, me and my husband, we kind of dabbled in it here and there, really didn't work out for us. Um, we're both definitely just way too jealous of people. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, <clears throat> there's emotionally cheating, there's mentally cheating, and there's physically cheating. And to me, um, I feel like emotionally cheating is almost more hurtful than, you know, actually physically cheating and just having like a one night like 
fling like oh I met this girl like at a bar or you know whatever and you know we accidentally you know got drunk and had sex like I could take that over emotionally cheating any any day and my reasoning why is because emotionally investing yourself into another person is plain out fucking hurtful basically talking to them all the time sharing thoughts and feelings and dreams and basically acting like you're in a relationship with that person you're you're like opening your heart to them and I feel like that's like so much more painful to think about um and I've been there I've been emotionally cheated on and I've been mentally cheated on and I've been physically cheated on um and none of it none of it is easy and me and my husband try really really hard it's not that hard for us honestly I mean we've had our ups and downs and stuff you know we've we both you know had our had our own issues and flaws with you know things that we have done and and you know I'm guilty of it too I've uh I've I've done some pretty stupid things and so has he and I and I'm not going to get into um depth with that right now but I can tell you right now that you know me and my husband are absolutely 100% you know obsessed with each other and dedicated to each other like 95% of the time and um you know just just cheating in itself I mean that's that's a that's like a pain that that just doesn't ever go away I mean regardless of the circumstances regardless if you guys were separated at the time or someone was drunk or someone was forced into it or you know whatever or you know you were getting bored and you decided to go out of your way to you know message or text somebody and and emotionally invest in somebody else while taking that emotional aspect away from the person that you are and giving it to somebody else just because of some stupid shitty reason I mean it's just something that you should avoid. If you don't want to be with somebody, don't be with somebody. If you think that you possibly want to be with somebody else, you shouldn't be with the person that you are with right now. I mean, plain and simple, that that's just something that that should be a given. Um, so yeah, I'll stop ranting about that. Um, number two is thou shall not go to bed mad or angry. And this one is a huge one in my marriage. Absolutely, 100%. Um, it bugs the fuck out of me when my husband does it to me. I fucking hate going to bed mad. I can't sleep when I'm angry, honest to God. I will sit there and my mind will just race and, and I'll think and I can't find anything to distract me and it's really hard for me to even want to go to sleep and, uh, you know, initially and almost instantaneously, you know, I get like that fight or flight mode set inside of me and... It's just, uh, it's an emotional battle. So we try hard that when we are upset with each other, even if our fight isn't really finished, we will at least still acknowledge each other and tell each other, you know, I love you. I'm sorry that I'm upset. You know, good night. We'll talk about this later. My husband is honestly the one that has like the biggest issue with, uh, being an asshole and going to bed while we're fighting. I mean, that man can fucking pass out so quick so quick it irritates the shit out of me and meanwhile I'm laying there festering and trying really hard not to smother him with a pillow I'm sure you guys have been there with that um it's really just not good it's not good mainly because three reasons 
one being it fucking sucks waking up the next morning and still being upset with that person and starting your day off like that that's definitely not a way that I like to wake up and we have had many mornings where we've woken up and just looked at each other and not been happy or woken up and not even acknowledged the other person's existence and immediately just went into the other room I mean shit's happened it's it's bound to happen but if you guys can find a way to you know make each other know that you know even though you guys are fighting like hey you're still important to me I still love you but like fuck you don't talk to me that kind of situation that's kind of like the like what we try to do with each other um it's not good for your heart it's actually scientifically and medically proven that it's not good for your health at all um it shortens your lifespan and i always say these like you know it's scientifically and medically proven because like i've actually done my research and i've i've listened to books and i've read books and i've read articles and i've done all my research because i mean we we genuinely were trying so hard for such a long time even though we weren't really having any issues we just wanted to stay ahead of the curve and be able to you know beat the stuff that was going to happen to you know make us upset or you know kind of like make our relationship go downhill so we've definitely invested time in researching um but going back to you know going to bed uh mad or angry it's, it's just really the it's not good like the second reason you know you don't know if that person's not going to wake up the next day you don't know if that person's going to leave the house to go to work in the morning and get into a car accident or you know, God forbid freaking anything else happens and, you know, your your last night without with your special person, with your other half, with your best friend, with your spouse, the love of your life, like that person that you never want to live without is all of a sudden gone. They're just not here anymore, you know, and, and that thought alone fucks me up hard all the time. Swear to God, I always tell Derek all the time, I'm going to die before you. I do not ever want to wake up a day on this earth and not not have you in my life because he is what keeps me going besides the kids. Like, I just, I don't know how I would live without him. And I remind myself of that every day. Um, I honestly forgot what reason number three is. Um, so I suck at that. <laughs> So we'll move on. Um, so rule number three is thou shall not put electronics before thou spouse. 100% fucking guilty of this. With how much I emotionally um, and physically invest myself in my social media because of how amazing my followers are and because I want to continue to provide the things that I know that you guys um, not necessarily depend on me for, but you guys like look forward to it. I mean, some of you guys are just so, like, I, like, you're, you are consistent with communicating, with commenting, with sharing, with, you know, giving me support, and, and I want to, you know, I want to reach that level of, like, what you guys expect from me, even though I know I don't always meet it, I try really hard to, and so... My husband gets upset because, you know, he basically feels like during the, uh, the evening time that I, excuse you, Cooper, um, shouldn't be, you know, as invested in my social media, you know, while he's off of work and he's hundred percent right. You know, if, if he's around, I should 
I should be paying attention to him, and we've gotten into plenty of fights about it, um, and he's, he's done it to me too, or whatever, but, um, you know, obviously not as often as me, so, um, I just think it's, like, really important, and, like, my explanation on why that's important is because, like, social media is always going to be there, and, like, honestly, if you think about it, like, no matter how much positivity that you have coming out of it, like, there's still a lot of negative aspects that come along with it, and it really, it really dampens things, and, and it affects things, and, uh, Jesus Christ, Cooper, and, you know, it's, it's something that, that's always going to be there, it's not just going to up and walk out of your life one day, and, you know, taking the time to put the phone down, put the video games down, shut off the TV, or turn on the TV and watch a good movie and invest that time with your significant other is honestly way more important um, for for many freaking reasons. Just, you know, your spouse deserves your attention, especially if they're wanting your attention. You you should just, you should give it to them. I mean, there there's nothing that we as women want more than a man who wants our attention. I mean, literally, that's like all we ever talk about is having someone who wants to be involved, who wants to be there, spend time with us, have dinner with us, who isn't always so focused on like other outside factors. And so I think that, you know, some of us women who get that, like we kind of just get blindsided and forget that that's like kind of what we hoped and we prayed for for such a long time. And, you know, we know that they're always going to be there and want to spend time with us. And some of us take advantage of that. And I'm definitely guilty of that. But that's why it's a rule in our house. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, we, um, we made this as a rule years ago before I was even invested in TikTok or my social media. I had, I had, you know, I had no followers. I had, I had literally nothing. I mean, I had, I had Facebook and I had Instagram and I had, I had Snapchat and, you know, um, back then I definitely wasn't as bad about it, but, um, my husband did have a fiance that he was with for 10 years who, constantly chose um sitting on her phone all the time like over him and so I think that that's why he made it such a big deal because he just really didn't appreciate that and I'm you know I've been the same way uh if I you know if if I'm sitting there you know next to him and I'm not on my phone and you know we're we're just chilling or whatever you know before when he used to have social media I used to sit there and get upset because you know be like I'm like right here and you're talking you're trying to talk to other people for for what reason when you can have a conversation with me but nevertheless it's okay you just really have to find balance with it um so let's move on to number four number four is thou shall agree to disagree which is fucking the hardest thing in the world if you think about it um it's actually become really easy for me I've always been like a uh like a peacemaker, I guess, is what you can call me. I have no reason to argue unless I completely feel extremely strong about it. If I feel strongly about it, you can fucking bet your sweet ass I am going to say something about it. Um, and it really doesn't fucking matter who you are. <laughs> I'm going, if you, if you say that thing to me that I feel strong and passionate about or that I actually know better than you about or I'm educated in it and I'm invested in it, I am going to fight you tooth and nail, 100%. Um, <clears throat> but we try to, instead of sitting there and fighting and arguing, especially like with, with like co-parenting, 
or like financial aspects. Like it's, it's really, really hard because like you're two different people and you're trying so hard to like make these things work. And you know, me and my husband are completely opposite from each other. I mean, hundred and thousand ten mother effing fucking yeah percent. We are we are complete opposites of each other, and and I mean in every single way. And I'm sure that there are other couples out there that are like that too. They are completely different, and so it's hard when you get into you know a disagreement about you know really anything to just kind of say okay like. Like, this isn't worth arguing over. We're just going to walk away from it. Like, it's fine. Like, you have your thing. I have my thing. And you find, like, a happy medium. You know? Like, my husband has, like, all these, you know, crazy rules. Like, you know, no sleeping on the couch. No eating on the couch. No jumping on the couch. Like, no food in the kids' rooms. Like, you know, they're, like, Mason can't have um, a sippy cup that, you know isn't clear like the water the liquid in it isn't clear and doesn't have doesn't have sugar in it so basically water she can't have that um while she's on the couch or you know when she's in bed or whatever like you know uh he he just has like these these weird little you know quirks about him and I, I really don't have any rules at all actually I'm like super lax but um have to try to instead of telling him like uh fuck you that's kind of hard to manage like you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that I'm gonna allow the kid to do this um you know I I try to respect that but then you know there are sometimes when you know he's like it's like oh she has apple juice in her sippy cup and she's on the couch yeah well I have a blanket underneath her and on top of her so it's fine and then you guys just kind of agree to disagree to just like shut up and not even argue about it um you know, there, there are many other things. Like, I find the easiest way to potty train for Mason to run around with absolutely no diaper on because then she has no excuse to take a poo or a pee in her diaper and she'll actually run to the bathroom and go and use it. And he doesn't like that, but he's okay with it as long as she has a diaper when she's cuddling in bed with us or she's sitting down at the table eating dinner. Totally fine. Agree to disagree. Come up with, with, a, with a medium you know, th- this is what we can agree on type of thing. So that's what I mean by, by rule number four. Uh, four. So um, I hope that I explained that well enough. It's not like you guys can really talk to me and be like, wait, you're making no sense, bitch. <laughs> so hopefully I'm making sense to you guys. All right. So rule number five is humongous for really anybody uh, that you are, you know, with or, you know, that's your family or your your son or your daughter or, you know, your best friend even, your mom, your dad, whatever, anyone that is important to you. Um, Rule number five is thou shalt support one another in their dreams. That is humongous. You cannot be a selfish fucking person and hold your significant other back from the things that they want to do. I mean, that's rude. You can't, you can't expect them to be supportive of the things that you want to do in life and not reciprocate that. You have to be, you have to be that. Your spouse has to know that you're there for it a hundred percent. And even if you're not a hundred percent like, okay, cool. Like this sounds like a great idea. Like whether it be like a new job or like moving or, you know, making some kind of financial changes or, you know, being able to, you know, have a, a dream of going on this like badass vacation to fucking, you know, 
Paris or Italy or Jamaica or like the Bahamas or whatever like you have you have to be there and be like you know what cool I I literally support anything that you feel would make you happy and that that even means that you know even if you're not like sometimes they're just going to change their mind anyways they just want to know that you're there and that you support them and what makes them happy just like you want to know that your person is there to make you happy, you know, to, to support whatever makes you happy. That's a fucking huge thing. That's a great feeling knowing that like, yo, my spouse is like super chill and supportive over, you know, me wanting to go to, you know, esthetician school or go to cosmetology school or to make a career change and, and finally work the you know, my dream job that I've wanted since I was 16 years old and that, you know, they're helping you, you know, organize everything and save up and, you know, get the education and the training and everything for it. Like that is, that is so important. If you would want that for yourself, you, you should give that to your spouse then. No questions asked. Obvious, obviously if it's something that's stupid or, you know, you guys financially, you know, aren't capable or it's going to hurt the family, or whatever, you know, then you should probably, you know, let your spouse know, like, hey, I'm, I'm in support of it, but maybe we should, like, work out a plan that's actually going to work for this, you know, just like, you know, all, like, all the, the army wives, and, you know, the, the wives that are separated from their husbands because they're, like, drafted, or, you know, they're, they're gone for months, or whatever, like, that that's a huge fucking deal that is a supportive ass wife I don't I don't know if I'd be able to be away from my husband for months I seriously look up to to the wives that sacrifice everything literally everything being away from their husband being the only one there you know to take care of the kids take care of the house go grocery shopping you know make sure the bills are paid make sure everything is like set and organized getting the kids to school, you know, doctor's appointments, like, all of that, like, they don't have their husbands there, you know, to depend on, and they only get to see their husband, you know, every every so often, and that, that shit is fucking, that is hard, that is admirable, and that is them being supportive in whatever their husband wants to do. So, fuck yeah, be supportive in in what your significant other, like, literally, like, has a goal to obtain. That's important. Because trust me, you're not supportive, you're not going to get that in return, and your spouse is going to look at you like you're just a selfish asshole, and they're going to build resentment towards you, and vice versa. You're going to build resentment towards them, and you need to be willing to openly communicate and talk and not be scared because you're still your own person outside of your marriage, outside of being a mom, outside of your job, outside of your family. You are still a person and you still have a voice and you still have wants and needs and dreams and things that you want and you want to do and you want to see and you want to feel and you want to fucking love it. So invest that into your marriage make it a big fucking deal so rule number six is thou shalt be open to constructive guidance 
And we say guidance because criticism is kind of fucked, if you think about it. We try not to criticize each other. And I'll explain this to you because I'm telling you, this has helped my marriage so much. It's ridiculous. Like, like it's, it's been a, a fucking blessing. I'll tell you that. So what I mean by constructive guidance is say that you would like it if your husband would maybe, you know, start helping with the dishes a little bit more, even if it's only like two nights a week, whatever. They just like never help with the dishes. If you know, you're the one who cooks, you're the one that cleans, you know, you're just kind of, you're kind of over it. You're not his mom, you're his wife and he should help you. I would say to my husband, hey babe, like I, like I love how hard you work. I think you're amazing. You're so responsible. You provide for our family. Like, I respect you so much. But I would really appreciate it if maybe you could help with the dishes every now and again. Because I feel like I get overwhelmed. And sometimes I would like to be able to cook for you guys and then sit down and relax afterwards and not have to worry about cleaning every single time. Like, I hope you understand where I'm coming from, and I love you, and I know that you work hard, and if I could take, you know, a couple shifts from you and, you know, work your job for you just as well as you work your job, you know I would do that. Guarantee you right then and there, because of how you approached it, because you were positive about it, because you weren't demeaning his character, you weren't putting him down, you weren't making him feel like shit, like he does this right, but he doesn't do that right, I can guarantee you... He's going to look at it and be like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, she respects me. Like I, I can, I can make this work, you know, and he could have a really good response. And I don't know everyone's husbands or boyfriends, obviously some men you just cannot get through to no matter what the fuck you say, you could literally walk up to them and lick their asshole and tell them how fucking great they are at everything. And you have that one negative thing to say and they just, they're just, they're assholes, they're pricks, they're twat waffles. I don't fucking know. It's not going to work for everybody, but you know, and the nice thing is, is that once you start doing it, maybe your significant other will start to pick up on it and start to talk to you that way as well. Lead by example. It's one of the best things you can do. I do that in my marriage all the time. I'm always leading by example. Instead of pushing, instead of trying to say, you know, oh, I'm like this with you and I'm like that with you. And like, I'm, you know, I never criticize you and I'm nice and I'm respectful and I never yell at you and I never tell you what to do or like nitpick or anything. I just literally set the example of, you know, who I am and, you know, maybe, you know, see if he picks up on it. And most of the time he actually does. And it's really nice. It's almost like reverse psychology, but in a physical way, um, in an emotional way, they, they see it, you know, monkey see, monkey do, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, and you know, if you guys are, if you're having, you know, a hard time and you feel like, cause I've, I've literally had to break my husband of that. You know, he would come in and see that, you know, I swept, I mopped, I did the dishes, I cleaned the kitchen, I cleaned and vacuumed and dusted the living room, you know, the kids are fed, I went grocery shopping, put the groceries away, I made dinner, I cleaned the kitchen afterwards, again, this and that, 
but because I didn't get laundry done during all of that time, he would focus on that one thing and make me feel like an asshole for it. And that's something that he's had to really work on himself too. And he's really just kind of stepped up and been like, you know, if that's the one thing that I have to help with, like, cool. You know, so sometimes he's the one who will do, you know, the laundry and I'll help him put it away because I fucking despise laundry and I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. I will clean everything else in the house. I hate laundry. So he's, you know, he's learned how to, you know, approach me about that and I've learned how to approach him about things. I feel like I ramble a lot. I'm really sorry if I ramble a lot, you guys. I'm just really trying to show you guys and like give examples so that you don't like hear it and not understand what I'm talking about so I apologize if you feel like I fucking talk too much because I feel like I do and yet I'm still going (laughs) all right let's go to number seven number seven is thou shalt agree to invest in the best interest for the family what do you think when you hear that I'll give you like 30 seconds to sit there in your mind and think what investing in the best interest for your family is. explain it going out and buying a new car just because you want it just because you think that you need it but financially it's gonna kind of hurt you but you don't care because you've wanted it for so long and now you finally have the opportunity to get it that's not in the best interest of the family that's not investing that's making a bad choice (laughs) honestly you know If it's, let's see, going from working day shift to night shift because it just works for your guys' schedule better and you guys still don't really miss out on time with each other and the kids get to be with mom during the day and then get to be with dad during the night, whatever. If it's in the best interest of the family, then, you know, go for it. You know, I have personally given up and sacrificed a lot because it hasn't been in the best interest of the family. And so has my husband. You know, just like he gave up going out and riding his street bike all the time with his friends. Or, you know, he finally gave up his dream car that he was driving and went and got a different family car for a lower payment because we had goals and we wanted to be able to save up to go on vacation and do stuff like that you know, giving up, you know, certain toxic friends or toxic environments or, you know, a shopping habit or whatever it may be, you have to always keep your family in mind. You can't be selfish. You can't just be like, well, this is what I want and not see how it's going to affect your marriage and everything else that comes along with it. It's a very selfless act to be able to think of other people besides yourself, which is important, and in the long run, it pays off. All right, so 
Rule number eight is thou shalt be grateful for what they have. I am honestly pretty fucking good about that. I'm very grateful. I am very reassuring that, you know, I'm happy and I take care of the things that I have. And, you know, I always try to, you know, give words of affirmation for all the time and everything that my husband sacrifices and making sure that, you know, he is doing a good job at work and um, he's getting things done around the house that he's supposed to. And, uh, and I, you know, I just, I, oh, I always say thank you. And I always show that I'm thankful. And um, I just feel like there are some people out there who are so invested in material items. You know, like my husband is the type of person that he always wants the best. He wants something, he wants, you know, the newer version. He wants, you know, the, the car that he wants and the street bike that he wants and you know, a, a bigger house, a boat, like, he's, he's always just, he's the type of man that sits there and he scrolls through, um, Craigslist for things that are for sale all the time because he just sits there and he envisions himself having these things so that one day when it's time, he'll be able to have it. You know, he is grateful for the things that he has, but he always wants, like, the next best thing is basically what I'm trying to say. Thankfully, he doesn't do that when it comes to me and the kids. <laughs> He's, he's pretty fucking happy with us, but, like, material things, you know? Instead of always being, like, envious and, and wanting something that someone else has, learning to be grateful for what you do have and knowing that better things are going to come in the future is, is really going to help, too. It will, it will help your marriage whether you realize it or not. Okay, so rule number nine is thou shalt focus on memories and not materials. Once again... <laughs> Um, ah, fuck, materials are just not important, dude. They're not important. Do they make our life easier? Do they make us feel better? Hell yeah. Of course. Dude, I'm, like, the worst person when it comes to my closet. Like, I, like, I, like, I'm always looking and, and getting new clothes. And always for relatively cheap, too. But I have, like, a really bad habit with wanting new clothes all the time. I always want to look and feel my best when I put on my clothes. Um, so, uh, my husband and I make it a big thing where instead of buying these things to entertain us and entertain our kids and distract us, we go out and we do things. We, you know, before all this whole pandemic thing, we went on date night once, once a week, regardless of what it was, regardless if it was going and watching a movie and having dinner and getting, you know, getting a couple drinks and, you know, going dancing or just driving down the street and sitting in the car and eating, you know, Sonic ice cream and talking for an hour. Um, cause you know, honestly, real life situations and, and feelings and, you know, being with the person that you love is way more important than having that stupid new fucking video game or those brand new pair of shoes or ear pods or you know whatever um 
and now the kids are in here. What's up, dude? I am doing a podcast right now, so I need it to be quiet. Yeah, you had fun swimming? Yes. Okay, go upstairs. Mommy's almost done. What? Aiden, go start a bath for Mason, please. I want more. What? I want more. You want more what? I want more shit. I'm really sorry, you guys. I can't pause this, because if I pause I it, then shit. it'll... Aiden, can you please help me? Yeah. I can't pause this. Mason, come on. And I'm already like an hour into this. She wants a snack. Aiden, don't talk to him. I mean, Mason, don't talk to him like that. Oh my god, I swear to god, sometimes. Um, anyways, my husband makes sure to, like, take us to the lake. You know, we, we go on family road trips, you know, the zoo, sledding. We went to, um, Circus Circus in Vegas with the kids, which was a lot of fun. We've gone to California, you know, we've, we've done a lot of different things like, you know, museums and butterfly wonderland and, you know, water parks and stuff like that, going in in racing cars because those are far more important than, I mean, any, any kind of material item and looking back and being able to have those together and not like having any regrets and being able to, you know, in the moment build build more of a relationship and have fun and and having fun and loving being with that person makes your feelings stronger and and it brings you closer together and you guys bond more and you know it's it's just it's 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 important so focusing on memories and not materials is is definitely something that I feel like a lot of people really need to focus on um some people really feel like other things that could be replaced with money are are more important to them, you know, with their spouse, and that's like a really shitty feeling. Um, All right, so now we're moving on to the very last one, which is number 10, and uh, that's thou shalt love and respect one another. So (laughs) this one, I honestly feel like should be at the top of the list, and I'll tell you why. Um, Excuse me, I wanted to hit my jewel. Um, So, me and my husband took the initiative to read this book called Love and Respect. And it is Christian-based, but it doesn't really push, like, those kind of beliefs on you. Um, So, if you are religious and, uh, you know, you might be interested in reading the book, I want to let you know that it... It absolutely is uh, is very neutral, and it is still very enjoyable to read if you're not a religious person. Um, women and men are different in two ways. Women strive and crave to be loved and feel like they're important, and like all the efforts that they make for their spouse are appreciated. Um, women would rather be loved more than anything most of the time. Not, don't put yourself in a box. Some, some women aren't like that. Some women would rather, you know, feel admired and respected over being loved. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But then there are men who 
want to be respected. They would rather be respected than be told I love you. They'd rather hear I respect you over I love you, which is crazy to think about. But the way that they talk about it, it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and it, it's, it's really like a, a real thing. I mean, men want to be respected because of the hard work that they put in or, you know, when they go above and beyond for their, their family, uh, their kids, their spouse, you know, whoever, you know, going to work or fixing things around the house or anything like that. They just want to feel like they're doing a good job and like the person that they're doing it for respects them in that kind of way. Um, but here's the tricky part is that women have to feel loved in order to respect and men have to feel <laughs> have to feel respected in order to love. So one of you guys has to make that leap and always let that person know like I respect you for all the hard work that you do. I respect you for you know who you are as, as a man and a person and a dad and a lover and a brother and a son and you know whoever um and men need to go out of their way to tell their wife that you know they love them they love everything about them they love how beautiful they are they love that they're such a good mom they love that they're you know they're a dedicated friend that they're you know empathetic and you know they're strong or they're funny whatever it may be because women thrive and, and live off of that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, go, it goes hand in hand with a lot of things. It talks about, like, the, uh, the crazy cycle, how everything keeps getting spun. Like, when you guys get into fights or disagreements. It talks about, you know, how women have uh, pink hearing aids and pink seeing glasses. Which is a super interesting theory and it honestly makes a lot of sense and same thing with guys guys have blue hearing aids and blue seeing glasses um and you know when i when i say that i mean that men and women men hear and see in a man way and they only hear and see what their man brain <laughs> is capable in the moment of seeing and hearing and same thing with women you you know your spouse will say a couple of things to you and you'll you'll pick out one thing or you'll only hear one thing or you know vice versa it's it's crazy it's it's seriously such a good read you can download it you can you can order the book online like whatever like if you're if me and my husband sat down and we read two chapters every single day until we finished that book and it honestly helped our marriage so much like i tell everybody about it um because i i full-heartedly just like fell in love with the book and the way that it talks and um the examples that it gives and how it makes you understand you know, yourself and, and your husband better. So if you guys feel like investing time, I highly suggest looking into that book and starting it. Um, but yeah, so definitely, um, definitely love and respect go hand in hand. And I'm just like running out of uh, out of brain power over here. I'm kind of getting drained. I was like so exciting during the beginning of this, and now I just like want to go to sleep. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I'm just tired all the time lately. So I'm sorry, you guys. Um, 
but yeah I just wanted to share that with you guys because I had a lot of requests to um, post about it and talk about it hopefully I helped somebody hopefully you can work with your partner if you're having problems I hope that you don't make them listen to this because I'm sure that they're sitting there being like oh this this, this dumb bitch like what is she talking about I, I could just see it right now <laughs> Uh, we don't need that kind of negative energy in our lives, ladies. We don't need that. So, anywho, thank you for allowing me to talk to you about this if you're still here and if you're still listening. Any kind of feedback, I would seriously appreciate it. Um, if you don't have any, that's fine. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I'm here. I put myself out there. So, you guys, you know, you can put yourselves out there privately to me too. No one else is going to hear it. Um, If you guys have any requests for any future podcasts, you guys can message me or you can leave me a voice message on here. I would appreciate the ideas and the topics to be able to talk about because sometimes I just don't, uh, I don't know what to talk about and I feel like I kind of just ramble and talk a bunch of nonsense, which is proven if you've actually listened to me, that I do in fact ramble and talk stuff out of my ass. So (laughs) anyways, I, uh, I love you guys. You're amazing. I hope that you're having a great Thursday. I hope that you're having a great week. If you're struggling, just know that it is a bad day and it's not a bad life. Nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. And you can seriously fucking make it through anything. And if you need help, please, please, please know that you're important and reach out. There are people out there who do care about you. Alrighty, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Remind me strong. Remember that.